one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get started today, I do want to offer a trigger warning. If you are someone who would rather not hear about very specific exercise routines or metrics around exercise, this is probably an episode that you want to skip because we're going to talk to Allie, who is a runner, about her relationship with her running watch. Allie has been a runner for a long time and in the recent past has gotten an exercise watch and it has really changed her relationship to running. And so we are going to talk about whether or not she should quit that watch. I'm Vanessa Zoltan and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Allie. Hello. Thank you so much for getting on with me. Tell us just a little bit about yourself. Of course. Yeah, I'm so excited and happy to be here and and talk to you. My name is Allie. I grew up in Buffalo, New York. Now I live in the New York City area. I work at a nonprofit. I actually just put in my two weeks the other day. So I have a new job at a new nonprofit, a different nonprofit. And uh, yeah, I like to run and spend time with friends and go to concerts. It's pretty much me. Ooh, a runner. Tell me a little bit about your running habits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually started running in college, so it's not anything I've done like growing up or throughout my whole life. I wasn't like track and field or anything like that. But I started running in college just as a way to kind of like take care of myself physically and, and mentally. And it was a free activity that I got to do outside that I really enjoyed. So I got a little bit more into it. More so, I don't know, I was never good at it. So I think after a while, I was just like, I'm so annoyed at this and I'm going to do what I can to just get better at it. But now I'm in a running club. It's called literally the most informal running club ever, to mercy for short. So um, I get to meet up with friends and we get to go for casual runs. And I like the social aspect of it. And it just kind of, it makes me feel good. But sometimes it makes me feel bad, which is why I wanted to talk to you. (laughs) 
Okay. So yeah, tell me about that. Sometimes it is bad for you, you said. Yes. So I I really love running because it can clear my head and it makes my body feel good. And I like talking to people running, meeting new people through this running club. But sometimes it just, it makes me feel bad because I compare myself to others a lot or, you know, there's always a, a competitive edge when it comes to sports and running. So I feel like I'll compare my past self to my current self or vice versa. And I um, asked the question, should I quit my fitness watch? I got a fancy new fitness watch when I was training for a marathon. And, you know, I was really like into my training. I had a trainer. I was, you know, running like five days a week. I was making sure I was looking at my split times and my pacing and my, my, like it got very, you know, scientific and down to, you know, like, oh, this average is slightly different than this average on this day. My runs in the morning are a little bit different than my runs at night. So I got this watch to help myself track and compare uh, my runs. And it just was really like anxiety inducing. I was thinking about it all the time. And it was like, buzzing me if I was going too fast or buzzing me if I was going too slow. And I've tried different things. Like I've, you know, I've flipped it to the inside of my wrist so it would be harder to see. You know, I've tried turning off the buzzing or the notifications, but then I'm just putting it up to my face anyway, every two seconds to see, you know, if there's been any changes or anything. So I think the problem might be the watch and not so much the running. What good things does this fitness watch do for you? Because what I've heard you say so far is that it's anxiety provoking. What good things does the watch do, but fitness, not just the time, not just the time. Correct. Other- what, <laughs> what helpful fitness things does this do? What help? Okay. I like tracking workouts for time, I guess, just to make sure that I'm actually doing something and being held accountable. Um, So sometimes like if I don't have my watch on and I do yoga and after seven minutes of yoga, I'm so bored and I don't want to do it anymore. I can check the time and say, okay, well, it's been seven minutes. I'm going to keep doing the workout until it hits 15 or 20. And then if I still am bored, I can stop it. And then that's the workout for the day. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds like a stopwatch or yeah. the timer function on your phone. Yeah, that's true. I do like I do like the metrics of it though. I can see like, oh, my heart rate, you know, spiked up or I took X amount of steps while at the gym or lifting weights or, you know, even just going for a walk. I can say, "Oh, I ended up walking 3 miles," something like that. So, that's more specific to the actual activity, I guess I'd say. Mm-hmm. How often, just like looking back on the last month, like if you're imagining the last month, how often were you like, ooh, three miles versus it causing some sort of negative feeling? This is such a good question and I'm glad you asked it because so last, within the last month, I did the Brooklyn Half Marathon. So I did um, a race, it's probably like end of May, and I forgot my watch. <gasps> not even, not even on purpose, not even on purpose. 
I forgot it. I laid out all of my stuff and I had, you know, my goo and I had my bib and all of the things. And I got to the train because you have to get up super early. And I checked my wrist for the time and it wasn't there. And I was like, oh, it was one of those things where I would have missed the train if I went back for it. And I didn't know. I was like, it's not even really worth it. But the point of the Brooklyn half marathon after the full marathon I did was to just like get back into a longer race and have fun. And so I didn't have my watch with me. And I was like, well, I'm just going to have to actually (laughs) put my money where my mouth is and to try and enjoy this race and have fun. And I ended up PRing. I ended up doing a personal best on that, on that half marathon. So I shaved off a couple of minutes from my last time unexpectedly. So this is a good, this is an interesting little tidbit, I think. No, (laughs) your goal was to have fun. And then you said it went great. I got a PR, a personal record. Did you have fun? That is so rude of you to point that out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're so right. I did have fun. I did have fun. I felt really good. I had a great race. I did have fun, but I was also still thinking about my time. <laughs> Which is fine, right? Like as a former runner, I loved measuring splits and like gamifying my running, right? Like there's something about running that you really do sometimes like want to know how far you're going and how fast you're able to do it. And so I get that. But it seems as though your question is like, have I taken this too far? Is this not just like gamifying in a fun Mm -hmm. way, but like this is actually bad for me and it's become only about the game and not about the running? Yeah, that is such an interesting thing too, because I was thinking just even, oh, if I don't use the watch anymore, but the, the gamifying the run versus like the precision or measuring quantifying what, however you want to say it, like there's a million apps like Strava and like, I could get rid of the watch, but I could still track it through other means. And I'm wondering like, is that Is that like the same, but in just a different font, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. The gamification thing, I'm wondering if you feel that in other parts of your life. Okay. Can you say more? Like Wordle. Are you like, as soon as I ruin my Wordle streak, why even keep going? Uh, No, I don't feel like that. The amount of times I cheat on Wordle. Or are you someone who like sets a reading goal? Like I'm going to read 52 books this year. Do you gamify across your life? That is a good question. I do have a book goal for this year. Okay. But I think the difference, because I have like, I want to read a certain number of books this year. I like doing, you know, walk the 10,000 steps every day, although that's like a whole other thing. But at least there's an, there's an out to them. So I have my book goal for this year is like 26 because it's one every two weeks, but there's no, like the book has to be over 300 pages. No, like, you know, I've read plays that are really short where it doesn't really matter what it is as long as I'm reading and it's for pleasure, it counts. So there's an exit strategy. There's like a cop-out option. (laughs) Yeah, it's just interesting the way that we don't do I want to read two hours a week 
we do like, Mm. I want to visually read this shelf or we don't do, I want to move an hour a day and feel good in my body. We do, I need to run 45 minutes every day and have to do at least, you know, 4.6 miles in that 45 minutes or in theory, the goal is just to read more and the goal is just to feel good. I just wonder, Allie, if you're someone who loves goals, but not necessarily gamification, and if gamification has made your goals something not great for you, maybe. I can see I can see where that would make sense. But could you split the difference between goals and gamification for me, please? To me, the difference is staying focused on the broader goal rather than the how you got there, right? So if your running goal went back to, I want to feel good in my body and it clears my head. And if every time you went on a run, you were like, okay, the goal of this run is to feel good in my body rather than to run 45 minutes. Yeah, but is that unambitious? Maybe. Does like a thing that you're doing to feel good have to be ambitious? I guess not. Why do you run? Why do Uh, you run now? You started running to feel good. Why do you run now? Because I think it's become such a big part of me and... I like who I am being Allie the runner. I think what I'm starting to realize is that it doesn't have to be the whole personality. And just because it's enjoyable, but not, I'm not perfect at it, I'm not an elite athlete, doesn't mean that it's not worth still doing. Does that make sense? But what what does it mean to you to be Allie the runner? I understand liking an identity, but like, who is Allie the runner? Who is she? Yeah, what what do you like about Allie the runner? Do you like that she's ambitious? Yeah, I guess so. But I also, okay, if if we're just talking about me like at running club, I actually really like that I talk to people and I get them excited about running. And I also get my zoomies out because sometimes if I don't exercise or go for runs, I just get weird. But it is so funny because usually in the running club, if people want to take a break or if they want to stop and get water, I'm the first person to be like, yeah, like do what, however you feel, do what you need to do. Walk this next lap if you want to. So maybe I just need to reflect that back on myself a bit. It's just funny, right? Because the thing that you said that you like about Allie the runner is that she runs to make herself and other people feel better. Yeah. Not that she's ambitious. That sounds so nice, too. (laughs) It does sound nice. I mean, I'm not saying it would be easy, right? Because, again, like, there's so many cultural pressures to quantify, right? And, like, keep buying things in order to optimize. But, like, the thing it sounds like you want to optimize is feeling good and making other people feel good. And I don't know that your watch helps you optimize either of those things. No. And I, you just gave me a brain blast of like, I'm I'm looking for connection like with myself and with other people. And my fitness mm-hmm. watch is not 
helping me feel connected or helping me feel connected to other people. So what would it look like to go on a run and feel connected to yourself? I think that would mean like going on a run without distraction. So without podcasts or music or headphones on, I think it would mean leaving my watch. I'm familiar enough in the area that I live where I could go on a route that I know and um, know when to turn around or when I would need to head back or something. But also like, I don't know if I saw a neighbor or I saw someone, one of my friends out and about to like stop and say hello instead of just being like, I got to finish this. Like, I'll talk to you later. I got to, you know, I got to keep moving. But just to like, I don't know if there's a cute dog, just like stop and ask if I can pet the dog and just do something that would make me feel good and just be a little bit more in touch with humanity. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a little granola bar, crunchy way of thinking of it. But I think that would be a good way to feel that connection for real in tangible ways. Yeah. I love that. Stop it like every dog that looks like it needs pats and like gamify that. Like on my run today, (laughs) I pet four dogs. It was a very successful run. Or on today's run, I didn't get to pet any dogs. It was a bad run. Or even like I saw like, you know, two babies and one of them waved at me. Totally. Like anything. At least sometimes. Like your watch is there for you. You don't have to do it every time. But I would love for you to have like one run a week that was just about connection with yourself. That, that sounds really doable and nice. I might bring my phone still just in, ca- just in case because for safety reasons. But Yes, for safety, I'll- you should. We don't have pay phones anymore where you can call 911. <laughs> like there's no infrastructure. True. Bring your phone. Allie, how does, how does all of this feel? What, what are your takeaways from this conversation? Uh, yeah, I, it feels good. I like that there are next steps. I think... I'm just such a yes, no, like black and white thinker that I'm like, it has to be a hard and fast rule of like, I use my watch on every run or I don't, I throw it in the garbage. I don't use it at all. But I like, like even like how there's like speed workouts and like tempo, like there's like, this run is a dog run and you just go and you count the dogs and you pet the dogs. Or this run is a run until you feel a little less anxious And then, you know, take a break and jog home versus like, this is a running club run or this run I really have to hit like a specific mileage or or whatever. I feel pretty good. It definitely went some places I was not expecting because I just thought that it would be less sticky talking about this. It was a little sticky. Where where was it sticky? Um, I think it was more when we had talked about like my idea of an ambitious or an unambitious runner. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Just putting that added pressure on myself that is, is truly just like me putting expectations on myself that I don't need to do. Yeah. I think that the moral of this conversation, the wrap up, the theme is, Pet more dogs and be a little bit nicer to 
myself. And I think everyone should have that message too. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's great to have like goals and ambitions, but I just feel like that competitive, like so many things in life are hard and annoying and frustrating. It's like, I actually sign up for these races on purpose for fun. I put money down <laughs> to be in these races. And it's like, if it's just going to be stressful and not even a little bit fun, then why do it? Running is supposed yeah. to be enjoyable, or at least I think it is. I know not everybody thinks that running is fun, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Your relationship to running is supposed to be that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want that for you. I want like you to leave the front door of your building and be like, okay, the goal for today's run is fun. Yeah. I think that that is a good, a good next step, a good way of looking at it. Allie, thank you so much for coming on and may the wind always be at your back. You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. Our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you're a regular listener, we would really love your support. Another way that you can support this show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod and Twitter at The Real Q Pod. We love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Reilly, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Shannon Xian, and Renee Underhill. We are a Not Sorry production. Our executive producer is Caitlin Hoffmeister. We are edited and produced by Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull. We are distributed by Acast. A big thanks to Ali for joining today. And thanks as always to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Aramas, Anna Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Turkyle, and Stephanie Paulsell. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.